0: Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. It is game day. So fired up. Extremely tired, but fired up. It's a little bit late, but I, that was that was kind of by design. I'm not going to say I overslept. I, I overslept on purpose. I have simultaneously, uh, last night, a very, very upset newborn, as well as a three-year-old going through growing pains. Uh, about once a week, she comes in screaming, her legs hurt. Which, I remember that from when I was little. My son, who is now six, was going through that about a couple years ago. Just the worst. So they're, they're tired and delirious and in pain, and it's... Ugh. So yeah, didn't get much sleep, but that's alright. Maybe tomorrow, when I have to go to work. Actually, I might not. We're making progress. 3,996 people we needed to help out on Patreon or otherwise. And I got a couple shout-outs. I don't think we made it to 3,996 people, but let's run through it real quick. First of all, big, giant, massive shout out to Danny Dubois. I'm just, I'm just going with, I'm just going straight French on that one. Not sure how long your family's been here and if that's been Americanized yet, but I feel like Dubois is pretty safe. I'm go, I'm going safe on that one. But um, Danny, let's just say went above and beyond, and I'm going to be taking several numbers off of that list. He's going to probably drop us out of the 900. And the 3,990s, because uh, he paid up for for a lot of people that, that aren't going to be paying up, he covered them. So <laughs> even if I go a dollar a month per, you know, if somebody signed up for the year, he still covered several people. So uh, it's very rare to get that level of generosity. And it's one of those things where it's, uh, it's so generous it makes me uncomfortable because I can't, there's no way... For me to thank somebody for something like that. Like a buck a month it's like, dude, thank you so much. Like, that's, that's thank you so much territory. You get above that and it's like, shoot, um, where do we go from here? But anyways, Danny, no words, but thank you. And then for uh, Patreon, thank you very much to, and I believe the man is Swedish. I, I love how many people come from this region that support the show. It's unbelievable. Either I have a big following out in the Sweden, Norway, you know, the Nordic area or you guys are just loaded with money and are super generous. It's one of the two. But uh Mickey Hammerberg, I understand it's americanized, but but I I'm as did I do I, I think I did it. I don't know. Could be Mike. Could be could it be a Swedish version of Mike, but I'm going with Mickey Hammerberg for jumping in on Patreon and then Justin Parker. Boom. Thank you, Justin. Got that one right. And if you tell me I didn't, I want you to take your dollar back and and leave me alone forever. I'm just kidding, man don't please don't do that (laughs) i work hard for my dollars seriously one of the saddest things ever when when somebody cancels their dollar which i completely understand stuff happens it's not a big deal but it's like oh what did i do oh no it's so sad try not to take it personally but it's you know i lost your business man but anyways i will update my graphic i have a feeling we're only like three thousand nine hundred and call it 80 away And if we could just get you guys to do that today, because I'm guessing that's roughly about the amount of people that are going to listen to this episode today. Granted, some of you are already involved, but just a buck, man. Just a buck a month. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I I believe in you. We're going to do this. I really don't want to go back to work. It's so nice being home. Anyways, enough of that. Um, Some good news for all of y'all. I put up a poll in the Facebook group, um... Asking what sizes you all are, if I just so happen to happen upon a bunch of hoodies and whatnot. Well, there's a new game in our group. We got a bunch of giveaways. um, New sponsor that I'm extremely excited about called Iron Jock. They're a brand new clothing line. They've got, you know, they're, they're out of Wisconsin. Premium materials. They're on a war path to build the most advanced line of performance wear that's ever been created. They got some kind of technologically advanced super fibers that are, I mean, this this is like scientific stuff. Not only are they using premium materials to make it feel good, but it's infused with silver ion technology. What the heck do you need that for? Well, it actually wicks away stink. So when you're sweating into this thing, playing basketball or playing football in the backyard with the kids or whatever, it literally kills. And this is backed by science. They sent this thing off to a lab. I talked to the guy. He said he just got the results back. 99.9%. I think he might have said it, it, it kills everything, but we can't say that. It killed, it, it's 99.9% of all bacteria and fungus that's caused by sweating. Just dead. So while you're just enjoying a sweet-looking, comfortable hoodie, this thing's literally working on killing bacteria in the sweatshirt. It's ridiculous. So all their stuff is infused with nano silver. I know there's a couple other companies that have this stuff kind of like sprayed on which kind of comes off in the wash a few times. They've got this infused, and it's in all their products, not just a couple T-shirts. Some of them have it, like, in these two lines. They've got it in everything, the underwear, the socks. So anyways, super excited. He's a really good dude. I've talked to him a couple times. He's sending me just a truckload of hoodies, just on a whim. It was his idea. He's like, hey, man, maybe you can do some giveaways to your folks that are listening. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) that sounds awesome. So anyways, I got a, I'm got getting a bunch of these really nice, I mean, these things are worth $70 if you look on the website. Really high-end, high-quality uh, hoodies. And what we're going to be doing in the group is, it's just going to be one post a week. JJ's working on a better graphic for me, but he's a little bit late and I wanted to get it out there. I'll update it when I can. All you got to do is comment on the post and tell me who the Iron Jock Player of the Week is going to be. Essentially, who's the best player on the team? Not for the Lions. Don't care which Green Bay Packer will perform at the highest level, and yes, I'm using PFF as my metric. It not only makes it fair and unbiased, so you don't think that I'm just picking somebody out of the group that I like, or my friend, or my sister, or something. Completely out of my control, something that somebody else could out, could go out there and check. Um, and also, it kind of helps with other stuff. You know, we know if MVS had 400 yards in the game, but I bet you didn't know that Corey Lindsley just ripped everybody's face off, because nobody's watching the offensive line. So, um, Yeah, that's all you got to do. Just comment below who you think is going to be the Iron Jock player of the day. If you're the only one that said the guy's name, you win. Congratulations. Um, If there's multiple people, which will probably be the case on occasion, and if you want to go the safe route and just say Aaron Rodgers with 40 other people, take your chances on on a a roll of the dice. um, I guess I don't know exactly what will happen. It may just be a random drawing of those names, or maybe we'll have a a, a face-off in some other capacity. I don't know. Figure something out when the time comes. But for now, make sure you get into the Facebook group or like the Facebook page. That's where that post resides in those two places. I don't want to do more because it's separate comments and all this stuff, and it's going to be too much work to be chasing everybody around. But that's all you got to do. It couldn't be any easier. Comment the player of the game, and you can win yourself a really, really nice hoodie. Very excited about it. And this is all all season. He hooked me up to be able to do two giveaways all season. Wait a minute. What do you mean two giveaways? Yeah, that's right. That means I have to come up with a second one on the spot here. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now, um, but make sure you get in the Facebook group or like the Facebook page because at some point there's going to be a second giveaway thing, contest going on. I literally don't even know what it is right now, but I'm very excited to dream up something. And um, I don't know if it'll be before the game, at halftime, post-game. I don't know. Ooh, I do have an idea. Oh. Anyways, it'll be after the podcast because i got to flesh this out a bit, but get in there. Um, for today, again, relatively laid back. We kind of covered all the nuts and bolts of everything, so there's not a ton to go over. But to start off, I want to look at the updated injury information that we have thus far, And that is primarily because, as as it turns out, um, apparently Billy Turner, who I thought was going to be good to go, um, he was full participation Thursday, limited Friday. Apparently, it's pretty, pretty heavily in doubt that he's going to play. Um, man, I, I tell you what. As much as it's terrible that we've got guys that aren't playing and everything else, I can't help but think this all works to our advantage. And as I said on Twitter, if they're not doing this on purpose, which I doubt that they are because it's against the rules and guys are hurt and everything else, but still, if they're not doing this on purpose, they should be. Because it's just a matter of you don't know who's going to be out there, and then at the end of the day, what are we going to do? It's going to be Bakhtiari, it's going to be Jenkins, it's going to be Lindsley, and then it's going to be what, Lucas Patrick, possibly the rookie at right guard, and then it's going to be Rick Wagner attack. Well, what about Elton Jenkins at tackle? Well, maybe, but if Billy Turner's out, that was the biggest, you know, that, that helps us to put him at right tackle if, if our starting right guard is not hurt. I don't know if I want John Runyon and Lucas Patrick starting at guard and then putting a guard at tackle. We might just have a really terrible offensive line, because I still don't know if Elton Jenkins is a really solid tackle if he just went up a bit against garbage competition. Not that this is much better, but you get my point, right? You're not going to replace Rick Wagner with Lucas Patrick. You're not going to do that. You shouldn't do that. So again, we, we, two weeks in a row now, It's we come out and it's like, well, this is obviously the offensive line, and then we don't do the, the obvious offensive line. And we end up with, strangely enough, basically the exact offensive line that everybody else thought we were going to have. That's the most common sense offensive line, but somehow that's a big surprise and only based on injuries. This is the offensive line we all thought it would be, right? Like Rick Wagner's gonna play the right tackle, and somehow that's a giant surprise to everybody for two weeks in a row. Somehow it's gonna catch the the oppo- the opponent off guard. Like, are you are you kidding me? I guess that's the benefit of having a lot of guys that are relatively equally talented, because it's just kind of like I don't know. We'll see how it goes, and you know he's got a little bit of a tweak. Ah, I guess we'll just sit Billy, because I mean it's not like we're really losing that much at guard, and we're probably getting much better at tackle by not having him play tackle. So, Oh shucks. I got to stop picking on Billy, man. There's always a guy I got to, hey, at least I'm being nice to Kevin, aren't I? So far, I mean, it's not going to last very long if if the reports are true that he's kind of a bad corner still. Um, but hey, it's got to be somebody. I guess this year it's Billy. That's just what it is. Although last year it was Billy too, but still, uh, no real new information that I can see about the Lions. Uh, looks like the guys we thought were going to be out are going to be out. But again, as far as the offensive line, that is my assumption. They, it, you know, Again, I said I wasn't going to be doing um, predictions on the offensive line because I got it so wrong last week, but I just find it really hard to believe that being down this many people were going to bench Rick Wagner to put Elton Jenkins at right tackle and then put Runyon. And, and it's nothing against Runyon, uh, maybe a little bit against Lucas Patrick, but th- there's no, th- th- there's just no question. The best offensive line today, which is basically arguably the best offensive line anyways, depending on whether or not Lucas Patrick or Billy Turner or John Runyon are the better guards, and that's up for debate. But the best offensive line we have is David Bakhtiari, Alton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, Lucas Patrick, Rick Wagner, and that's exactly who's going out there. Maybe we're hurting a little bit, but I, I don't know how far of a fall it is from Billy Turner down to Lucas Patrick, and against the Lions, I'm not all that worried about it. So injuries galore, but at the end of the day... The only thing that really hurts us right now on this offensive line is the fact that Lane Taylor's hurt, because that would obviously be the better offense. That, that would have been our absolute best offensive line. There's not very much doubt in my mind. Lane Taylor is a better guard than Billy Turner is, but he is officially on season-ending IR. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, speaking of IR, uh, EQ was placed on IR. Now, that's not necessarily as serious as it would be back in the day, because there's basically unlimited IR. And you only have to put a guy in IR for three weeks. So if you think a guy's not going to be contributing for three weeks, it's an easy decision. And with a um, week five bye, I mean, it's even less impactful. We knew he wasn't going to play against the Lions. So that means he's going to miss the Saints and the Falcons. And he can come back after the bye. So we'll have four weeks of rest. It also gives us an opportunity to elevate some peep. If he can't contribute and we need a lot of help, maybe he only needs to be out a week. But... If we don't expect him to be a major contributor in the next couple weeks anyways and we really need some help and we got to move somebody, rather than cutting somebody or or messing with the practice squad or any of that stuff, we're going to put Equinemius on IR. Maybe that means he's not going to play against the Falcons when he could have, I don't know, but they felt it was worth it and it gives us, again, the opportunity to elevate somebody. In this case, we're talking about Willington Pavilion and uh, tight end John Lovett slash fullback John Lovett. So, Pavilion is a uh, undrafted free agent this year. He is listed as a nose tackle, so it makes sense. It's basically, if you look at the uh, the depth chart at nose tackle, you got Kenny Clark, who's out. Then you have Montravius Adams, who's out. And then you have Willington Pavilion. That's it. In fact, the entire defensive line is Lancaster, Clark, Lowry, Kiki, Adams, and Pavilion. If Adams and Clark are both out, we've got Lancaster, Lowry, Kiki, and nobody. You can't really have a defensive line with three people. I mean, it's a light defensive line as it is, um, with just three, f- f- six guys. Uh, when two of them out are out and one of them is on the practice squad, that's not going to work. So, makes a lot of sense. Pavilion needs to come up, needs to play. Don't expect much from him, but that's kind of beyond the point at this point. We just need bodies to play the position. But uh, six foot four, two eighty-five. His picture looks like he's about three forty. I mean. Don't mean to be disrespectful, but he just, you know, he doesn't look like a typical 6'4", 285 guy like Dean Lowry or something. Really tall and lean. He looks like a legit straight up. I, th- I think they're just lying about his weight or something. I don't know. Maybe this picture's from high school. I'm not sure. But anyways, that's that. Not ideal, but um, I think really the biggest thing right now is we need Kenny Clark back for next week. That's thats really the biggest focus. Not to completely take our eye off the ball for this week, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, why don't we uh, take our first official break, and then on the other side we've got something coming back that everybody's been clamoring for. It's a little thing on game day that I like to call Boom Roasted. We'll be right back. i tell you what, man. This podcast has become giveaways galore. Not only can you get involved in a free hoodie just by putting down somebody's name in a comment section, but if you're heading over to my bookie today for that live action and registering a new account with promo code OVERTIME, you're going to be able to drop a deposit, and my bookie's going to match it all the way up to $1,000. So you can get a free $1,000 to play with of real money that you can actually win money with. I mean, think about it. You could drop a 1000 bucks, get a free 1000 and drop it on the Packers. Not necessarily encouraging you to do that if you're not in that place, but you get what I'm saying, right? That's That's crazy. And then, on top of free, on top of free... If you take a screen grab of your new account using promo code Overtime and you send that screen grab over to overtime at advertisedcast.com, you're going to be entered in a drawing to win $500 at the end of September. Dude, we're hooking you up, man. You're not just getting a podcast. You're just getting stuff thrown at you. Not only can you bet on the game, but you got prop bets like uh, highest scoring half in the Lions versus the Packers. Will it be the first or the second half? The highest scoring quarter. The team with the highest scoring quarter. Lions versus Packers first scoring play. Will it be a Lions touchdown, Lions field goal, Lions any other Packers touchdown? You can bet on this stuff. By the way, if the Packers start the uh, the game with another safety like they had last week, the odds of that are plus 5,000. So if you're looking to make a cool 5 million bucks, there's that option. Although I wouldn't advise that. I'm just saying it's free money. So th- there's, there's so much that you can do here. Currently the game's still sitting at 6.5 in favor of the Packers over under sitting at 50 do what you gotta do head to mybookie.ag right now sign up for an account use promo code overtime it's not something you're gonna regret hey us cellular customers i've got good news so don't hit skip forward just yet i'm talking about their special customer event us days what's us days it means exclusive offers just for their customers just to say thanks like up to twelve hundred dollars to upgrade to any new phone No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Well, you all know what time it is. It's time for... Boom. Roasted. The Lions' plan to become the Patriots is almost complete. All they got to do is sign a couple more Patriots, and then convince Bill Belichick to teach you how to draft, develop, sign free agents, and win football games, and you're all set. Boom, roasted. Somehow the Lions found a way to get one guy to be simultaneously the best guy on their team and the one reason they'll never win a Super Bowl. Boom, roasted. The only reason the Fords haven't sold the team yet is they're hoping the value can go up so they can break even on that $4.5 million old pop-pop Ford bought the team for back in 1963. Boom, roasted. The best four teams in this division in order. Are the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Buccaneers boom roasted? The Lions' theme song should be "Crying" by Aerosmith, because it was released in 1993. The last time you guys won the division, and because you suck and you cry, boom roasted. And finally, the Packers have reached 10 or more wins since 2004. The Lions have had 10 or more wins in a season since the inception of their team as the Portsmouth Spartans in 1930. Boom oh, roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> oh stanley interesting note by the way the packers 1993 song obviously ain't nothing but a g thing sorry for all the people that didn't grow up in the 90s sucks to be you um i did have one question in regard to um offensive alignment they also asked about defensive alignment i don't have a thing for that if you know of one let me know as far as how often they're in base, nickel, whatever. I have a feeling Football Outsiders has that somewhere hidden. Possibly Sports Info Solutions, I don't know. I'll have to look into it, but if you know, tell me, and uh, that'll save me a little bit of time. Anyways, looking at offensive alignments, talking about 11, 12, 21, 22 personnel, that kind of stuff. Last year, on average, the Green Bay Packers, um, as I said before, run 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers 60% of the time. This past week, they did it 44% of the time. That's a pretty massive drop-off. If we look at, for example, last year, teams that ran it 44% of the time, and I'm not saying that's going to be the standard. It could just be because you face the Vikings, these things will average out over time, but it's worth looking at. 44% of the time would have put them um, fifth least. Minnesota, then Arizona, then San Francisco, then Philly, then the Packers at 44%. That would be the order. Um, in terms of and that's that's the most common personnel almost everybody there were five total teams that didn't run 11 personnel 50 percent of the time or more and again the Packers are at 60 percent, which was the NFL average last year if you look at 12 personnel one running back two tight ends two wide receivers the Packers ran that 20 percent of the time last year again exactly the NFL average this past week 27 percent of the time So, obviously, they ramped that up quite a bit with their two tight end personnel. And then if you look at 21 personnel, two running back, one tight end, which is what a lot of Packer fans want, it's the third most utilized alignment. Last year, 21 personnel was utilized 8% of the time. The Packers did it 12% of the time. This past week, they did it 17% of the time. That's a little bit more than double the NFL average. The other really interesting tidbit is the fact that... um, Let's see, they they ran 22 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends, uh, which is the fourth most common personnel, only 1% of the time they ran it once. It's not a very common thing that Lafleur likes to use. However, the fifth most common uh, NFL personnel personnel used, utilized 3% of the time in the NFL, is 13 personnel, one running back, three tight ends. Last year, the Green Bay Packers ran that 3% of the time. Again, exactly NFL average. Last week, 11% of the time. That's nearly four times the NFL average. So with DeGuara, probably, possibly, I don't think he's playing. I'm not sure. I I was going to say he's not playing, but I don't know if that's 100% definitive yet. But if that's the case, this probably isn't going to be a thing. But you had the Giants running it 31% of the time. The Bears ran it 16% of the time. Washington, 13%. Green Bay, 11%. And then it drops to 7, 6, 5, way down the list. So most of the time, again, even this year, it was up a little bit 4% of the time. Teams are utilizing it. Uh, we ran it 11%, so about three times the NFL average for week one. So that's something to keep an eye on in terms of something that Matt LaFleur really likes to do, and they didn't utilize a single other um, of the, what did I say there are, 15 different personnel packages. Uh, the Packers stuck with the top five alignments, didn't use any others. Um, and again, in order, 44% of the time it's 11 personnel, 20%, 27% of the time they did 12 personnel. 11% of the time they did 13, per, or excuse me, then 17% is 21 personnel, 11% of the time 13 personnel, and then just one time, which is 1%, 22 personnel. And uh, again, I do expect that to shift, not only because we, I don't believe, have Daguara, but also because it's a different opponent, different game plan, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But this is as expected, right? This is the slow progression, the slow moving toward the... Uh, I guess what Matt LaFleur's vision is for the team. Um, if there was a team that I would say is probably most similar to what the Packers ran in week one, it would probably be the Tennessee Titans. Last year, 50% of the time they were in 11 personnel compared to the Packers at 44%. 29% they're in 12 personnel compared to 27 for the Packers. Um, and then that's, uh, 21 would be a little bit different, but they also ran 13 personnel 10% of the time. They ran it more than anybody else, and again, the Packers are at 11%. So again, I, I I expect this to change, and I want to monitor this as we go along. But as of right now, if you're looking for a a team that we're mimicking, it seems to be the Tennessee Titans, which is pretty interesting because Matt Lafleur was the offensive coordinator. The one thing that I would be curious about is are they essentially keeping the Matt Lafleur system in place there? Because if they are, we've got the blueprint, and we know that we just drafted Derrick Henry and AJ Dillon. So we shouldn't be all that surprised if that's kind of the way that we're headed. But uh, anyways, another, again, interesting to look at and monitor. It gives us an idea of what we're doing going forward. Uh, a lot of big boy stuff, a lot of lot of multiple tight ends, multiple running back. So anyways, I am not eligible for uh, for this hoodie thing, but I I, I want to give some of my things to watch for, I guess, in this game. or it, it, It's not even, these aren't predictions based on, and this is why I hate doing it. A lot of the things I say I want to keep in in terms of things that are kind of logical and make sense based on statistics or something. And this is just kind of throwing random stuff out there for the most part. But it's kind of fun to do, and it's Sunday fun day, so let's just do it. One of the things is I was poking around, especially on Football Outsiders, to see if I could find some defensive alignment numbers and whatnot to kind of get a gauge of that. Um, They've got a stat that basically shows how much the defense gave up to the offensive line, how many yards, and the Packers, not surprising, were dead last in that category. I closed the tab, but it was like five point some yards um, that the offense gave way to the offensive line. Just absolutely horrific stuff. However, the uh, Detroit Lions were second last in that category, and that's going up against the Chicago Bears team that does not have the greatest offensive line in the history of the universe. So, you know, it's probably just wishful thinking, but again, this isn't like a... I do think we're going to get a little bit more A.J. Dillon here. I think the Packers are looking at this, and it it may depend. If this is a close game, I think it's very similar to what we saw before where we're just relying on guys we trust. If this starts to get away from the Lions a little bit, and if the Packers are starting to get more comfortable, I think they're going to start pushing A.J. Dillon a little bit more. I mean, he is the absolute perfect wear down a defense back. We also really want to make sure we keep Aaron Jones healthy and fresh for the Saints game next week. And as much as Jamal is clearly the guy in terms of, you know, if you want to pass block, he's a much better receiver... But if you're just looking for a smash mouth running back to just smash the ball between, you know, in in a hole, I just, I think it's, I don't want to say it's going to be a big A.J. Dillon game, but I think we could see a jump from two to maybe even like 10 carries in this game. So I'm actually going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say A.J. Dillon has 10 carries for 67 yards. I don't, th- I don't know if they trust him enough to put him in at the goal line, maybe if he's really doing a great job. And I know that seems counterintuitive, but remember how good Aaron Jones is back there. And that's also when you get into trust territory. The points are much more important. We want to be able to have the illusion of uh, possibly pass blocking and receiving. Whereas if it's A.J. Dillon, it's obviously a run. But I think between the 20s kind of a thing, you could see A.J. Dillon especially, again, a lot of this is going to depend. If the Lions are keeping it close, I don't know if they put him out there all that much. But if if it starts to get away a little bit, if the Packers are up by, let's say, two scores, I think maybe they, they throw A.J. Dillon out there and uh, possibly give him the opportunity to show what he can do. And as, as bad as this offensive line is, I bet he rips off a couple big ones. On top of, you know, getting just basically falling forward for four yards even on nothing because he's just a powerhouse guy with a good amount of speed, um, if he finds a hole, man, he can go. Again, remember, he is faster than Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. He is the fastest, well, for me, maybe not Tyler Irvin, but the fastest actual running back we have. So what did I say? Ten for for 67 yards, something like that. No touchdowns. Just a game that gets us all really excited about the future with AJ Dillon. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Defensively, I I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling good about the defense in general. I know I should because week one is kind of a fluky thing. And but with no Kenny Clark, I think they're going to be running the ball a decent amount to try to keep the uh, the pass rush off balance. I hate to predict anything for our corners because they just they love to give up big games, and I feel like if I say something nice about Kevin King, he's gonna have a bad day. The best way for Kevin King to have a good day is for me to keep talking trash about him, so he's gonna have a garbage day, no picks, and he's gonna get tore up. But I'll go with I'll I'll, I'll go with another young gun. I'm I'm going Rashawn again. I'm I'm a I'm just I'm a fan. He did great with his pressures last week, and uh, especially if the Lions decide to sit back and throw a little bit more than the Vikings did. Again, Rashawn actually I think was a little bit higher because they both had three pressure, but Rashawn had less snaps. So technically he has the highest pressure percentage of anybody on our team right now. Um, I just think one of these times he's going to close, which is something he obviously struggles with, is is you know actually getting that stat. But I'm, I'm calling him. Eh? He's going to get it this week. And both of these predictions kind of are predicated on the Packers getting out to a little bit of a lead um, because the Lions won't be able to just hammer Adrian Peterson up the gut I mean they can but they probably are going to need to drop back and throw if we got a bit of a lead and that'll also help AJ Dillon if, if we're not in the lead or for struggling or whatever which is very much a possibility I'm, I'm I'm legitimately worried about the game I just am I know how the Lions are I don't care about the injuries uh Adrian Peterson should be able to run with relative ease against our defense so definitely nervous but th- those are going to be my predictions for the day I think Rashawn gets a sack half sacks count by the way Again, if somebody else gets there, that's not Rashawn's fault. He's not going to get punished because somebody else got a sack on the same play. And then A.J. Dillon, 10 carries, 67 yards. So anyways, make sure you get into the Facebook group. Leave your prediction for best player of the day. Also, feel free to get in the group and just leave whatever prediction you want. It's just for fun. We're having a good old time in the group. Packer Night Podcast is the name of the group if you're struggling to figure out what that might be. Otherwise, again, if I could possibly in any way entice you, to jump in on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You're able to prepay for the year and get a little bit of a discount if you want. You can do more than a dollar if that's your prerogative. Otherwise, Venmo, whatever else. Um, again, we're only about, uh, let's say, 3,980 people away from uh, from realizing my dream of not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that's it. It's going to be a little bit of a short one, but uh, you know, I slept in and I want to get ready for the game. There may be a stream, so I'm not promising anything. But if you guys want it, maybe hit me up and let me know. And maybe we'll do a little pre-game, uh, pregame stream. I don't know. Not Not promising it, but we'll see. Stay tuned on that one. Otherwise, you folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.